0: Hey, welcome to the Proud Pract Podcast.
1: What episode is it, John? Say um, it. Quattro? Uh, God
0: damn. Yo, whoa,
1: coming in hot off of that. Holy crap, I wasn't expecting that.
0: Yeah, you're welcome.
1: That's fancy music.
0: So, today we're going to talk about ellipsoidal lights and some PAR lights, specifically
1: Source 4. What's an ellipsoidal?
0: Yeah, that's uh, what everybody's asking. And I do take pride in teaching this class by saying Google it. But (laughs) we might talk a little bit about a little something-something on this baby. Ellipsoidals. All right, come from a long lineage of other lights, prodprax, and we have quite a few of them. They're Source Four. They're made by a company called ETC, which stands for electronic theatrical controls.
1: Ooh. I didn't know that.
0: You didn't know that? I just mm.
1: thought ETC was like a, a, you know, a sub name of the fixture or something like that.
0: Oh no, yeah, that's the company. Oh wow.
1: That yeah, Sor- Source Four day. is the sub name. Why oh. is it called a Lico?
0: Well, it's actually not called a... Le- lico is a name brand, like Ziploc is a name brand. So if you're uh, like, hey, can I have a Ziploc baggie? You're actually asking for like a uh, reclosable plastic bag, but uh, okay. Ziploc is what everybody knows. This podcast is supported by Ziploc. Because we love talking about Ziploc. We just spent 45 seconds doing it. And the way it feels when you press the two clasps together in your hand. And because it usually houses delicious delicious treats like soup just kidding lico is actually in ellipsoidal light but it's made by uh, oh, no. oh yeah the strand is the the brand the company that makes
1: lico I'm, lights I've never even heard of that either
0: yeah that's like their source for is like lico yeah anyways oh, I've been
1: calling them that forever <laughs> I mean it's I it's mean it is what it is yeah wrong. you know what it is but
0: yeah. but the ellipsoidal light specifically features a um, what I would just call like pretty much a high-intensity or high-efficiency light. So if you had a light and you just had the lamp come on, it shines light everywhere, yeah? I mean, but with sure. an ellipsoidal, we have a reflector in the back of it, so it takes all of that light that shines the way we don't necessarily want it to go, and it pushes it all out of the front of the light. So it goes through a couple of lenses that way, which focus all of the light even down into a a more efficient beam. And then it pushes all that light out the front of the instrument. And that eventually through various things we'll talk about ends up on you making all of you dancers look fantastic and illuminated in general. So people can see you. Yeah. Um, That's a, a huge thing. So a lot of people don't realize like a reflector on something was like not always the norm. I mean, it's still not the norm even in our houses. Like we turn on a light that's in the ceiling and it just shines everywhere. Right. Yay. You know, but (laughs) if you um, wanted to actually crank up the efficiency and not lose lighting going in a direction you didn't want it to go, that's where the reflector steps in. But on top of that, there are a slew of controls on these things, and it's all made so that you can pretty much have the light do what you want it to do.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. You, uh,
0: you want to you take a I swing at this elaborate. next one?
1: I guess I could elaborate a little bit on that, huh?
0: Well, I mean, let's talk about the shutter barrel.
1: The shutter barrel. Yes. Well, you have these uh, shutters, I'm assuming you're talking about. On this big barrel. <laughs> on this big barrel, yeah. And hence, and shutter uh, barrel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what the shutters do is you can cut the light and focus the light in a very specific area. Like if you're um, focusing the light, onto the stage, but you don't want any of the light to bleed onto the legs. You would use the shutters to cut off some of that light. So you get a nice crisp straight line. Um, and the tricky thing about those is the opposite shutter moves the opposite part of the light. So if I was moving the left shutter on a light, I'm going to cut light away from the right side of what you're seeing. And it's the same with, uh, top and bottom. The top and bottom. Up and down. I was going to say upstage, downstage, but it all depends. So if you were moving the bottom one at the bottom shutter, it's going to cut the light out from the top. So, I mean, I guess that gets a little tricky. You kind of got to get used to it, but once you get used to it, it's super easy. It's the upside down and backwards thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, on top of that, you can also add – there's a slot in there where you could add something called an iris or – yeah, a gobo. Well. <laughs> well, you went like that. I didn't know if you didn't want me to elaborate on to that real you. quick. I like, no, I knew what go goes back. in there. I know, I know <laughs> what goes in these things. I know. Uh, so an iris, what that is, is it's a, a very special little piece of equipment with a lever on it that helps focus the light from being a, basically a big circle or focuses it down all the way down to a little narrow circle. Kind of like think of like the iris of your eye. You know, it dilates, it gets big, it gets smaller. It's the same kind of concept thing there. Yeah. And uh, and the gobo is anything you really want it to be. You could add um, like, um, what would you call it? Like a feature. It would be like a stained glass window gobo. You put that in there and it looks like, you know like a church window or something or, or like foliage or yeah. just all kinds of different patterns
0: and to elaborate on gobo a little bit more um a gobo is a, a pattern more or less or a texture or anything but it, what it is it's a really thin piece of metal that can have a an image or a drawing or whatever stamped out on it and it lets the light pass through that that's how you see a lot of the textures that you see in dance Um, a medium breakup for example is a very very popular dance gobo and the the stained glass things yes Um, so they're not all always made out of metal sometimes they're made out of glass Um, you know they can take the heat uh, because it does get about 500 degrees ish
1: stupid hot you will yeah you it, can it burn hot. yourself touching these things
0: um but it, yeah and it but it allow it can handle that heat and what it does is it takes an image um and it can uh, again through inversion you put the thing in where it looks upside down and and yeah. backwards from your perspective but once it hits all of the uh the glass lenses it's that all are built because into of the that, lenses that does that yeah, yeah. it turns yeah. it right side up and sends it out to where it goes Um, Which we'll move on with ellipsoidal to that, actually. So at the very end of this thing is a lens tube, is what it's called. It features uh, a bunch of different degrees uh, of lenses and different types of lenses and different number of lenses that are in each barrel. But basically what they do is it takes all of that light um, and all of the shutter cuts and all of the focus, like, and it determines the sharpness of your lines. And it also determines the size of the light right. that's actually coming out. So if you wanted it to be a small circle on the stage, then you would use a lower degree lens.
1: Like a 19.
0: Yep. Or if they go all the way down to five, which looks like they a missile launcher out, yeah, yeah. of light, you know, because the, the lens is enormous on uh, those. Um, but then it goes all the way up to 90 degrees, which is truly a 90 I've degree never... beam of light, which is wide open, wide open, yeah, I've you, never seen one. Your light source would have to be, so, it'd have to be extremely bright for I think it to be extremely The highest I've effective. ever seen
1: was 50, but then you get into like juniors that have those little...
0: Well, you the yeah, the regular the right. standard source fours also have uh, 70 degrees, which is actually about, the step above 50. And then they also make a 90 degree, which is like, it's insane. I mean, a 90 right. degree is pretty much like a psych light. You're just trying to wash everything and anything you I imagine put that's that why
1: towards. you don't really see that much and like yeah, they're very rare yeah so. it's like it's not very common to use them because there's no. other lights that can do that
0: yeah um and speaking of that other light a light that generally washes very wide um which is all again based off of a glass reflector and a glass lens uh it's called a par can or in the etc world it's a source four par uh, they come with different glass lenses that are on the front that have different configurations for medium narrow, wide focuses.
1: right And again that's kind of, I, guess, I guess that would be considered like quote unquote a degree yeah. barrel kind of thing. They do You're getting a, a, a really wide throw of the light really uh, not as much so you can control the light a little bit more.
0: Yeah unlike ellipsoidals too um, the the par light is the shorter stout light. Um, it doesn't have lens tubes or anything that can be interchanged on it. It is truly just the lens only. So it actually resides inside of the light unit, which makes it neat because they don't take up a lot of space, but they right. wash a wide, uh, a wide throw of light. And then yeah, there is a nice thing. So I guess ellipsoidal lens tubes, there's like, like 10 or 12 of those yeah. um, with, par, with par lights uh, specific to ETC. They pretty much have it narrowed down to four. You have a very narrow spot, a narrow spot, a medium, and a wide. Um, There is an extra wide lens, but it's not really.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we've only ever used like a medium or wide, and that's it. Yeah.
0: That works well for our stage. Um, I will say our stage, though, is uh, a pretty standard 45-foot wide proscenium, if you guys recall from the last podcast, and we're 24 feet tall. Uh, while we're 24 feet tall, we usually trim our electrics to 22 feet, um, sometimes 24 feet, but the wide throw lens in the par light trimmed at 22 feet is a very popular, uh, combination. So in all theaters everywhere, basically, uh, ETC source, ETC instruments in general are the most common in professional theater, uh, at this moment. And they, uh, you know, a lot of theaters are pretty much about the same in terms of trim heights when you hit professional theaters. Right. Some theaters get a lot wider, sure, so you need more on an electric to evenly wash, but sure. the height is about the same, so you could pretty much walk into any place with a wide lens and be pretty good. Right. And pretty-
1: both of those are, are, are uh, in our case, both of them are incandescent lights. They're not LED lights. So you can't change the color of these the only way you do that is we use uh gels. So there's a specific um well wow, it's really slipping my mind what it's called. Uh, the uh frames. Yeah, the frames. Yeah. You you would slip a you would slip a different color gel and the amount of different colors for gels is well it's endless. It's vast. Yeah, there's a lot. So you could have any color temperature of a color that you can think of. And uh you would have to change those manually. You have to slide those uh gels into the frames there. And actually you do that during shows sometimes on the on the booms for those uh people that are stagehands or doing props or all that stuff. You might have a a, a call where you have to swip, swap out one of the gels in all the boom stands so that, you know, they get a different color or look on the stage.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that happens. Yep. And you can do that pretty quick. But all the stuff, even uh, ellipsoidals also have this in the, the front of the lens tube, so the farthest part away from the actual light source at the very front, basically, that points at what you wanna light up. And the PAR does too, and they all are built for safety. So there's clips on the front, so you would slide a frame in, and then there's actually a spring-loaded clip. You push it to the side first, and then you move it forward or back. Mm-hmm. And it actually locks itself into place so that if the light by chance tips down or upside down right. or something happens, it doesn't have this square metal jagged edge frame come flying down at people from twenty two feet in the air.
1: Which would hurt. Uh yeah, Definitely I mean just, hurt.
0: just a little bit. I mean oh, and that, walk well, around with
1: like a new antenna, like bloop. Just boom. like the one frame that got dropped from the from the catwalk there last year, I think.
0: Oh, from the cove.
1: Yeah, they were yeah. didn't secure it right in the All bucket right, or something frame. like that. And, they dropped it and thankfully nobody was around and it fell into the seats and yeah. the frame was no more. But that kind of thing, that's, that's the kind of stuff where you get into safety and like if that hits somebody, that hurts a lot. Yeah, like that's, oh, a, yeah. That, that's a serious injury.
0: Definitely, yeah, we avoid that stuff at all costs. In fact, the person that did that was also very fresh, not paying attention to what they're doing. Right. And uh, thankfully it was not a dancer. It was a work study of ours, right? Who's not working here anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: But anyways, um, touching base on these two lighting instruments specifically are heavily used in our plot. I'm fairly certain that we use close to 60 PARCAN lights, and we use, like, all 200 and, like, 12... um, ellipsoidal lights that we have uh, and then some we're usually like raiding some out of other theaters around here For sure um, just to make sure that we're actually covering everything we want to cover and you know we don't like to tell Bob no so and to be
1: fair yeah Bob sinek wants the light mm-hmm. every, every light Specific for his show. He's like, you know what? I could really use the light right here. Oh uh, yeah. You're yeah, never the, gonna use that light bulb. The
0: classic T B A above a light. We're like, wait a minute, yeah. why is this even on here? We can't even do this and it says T B A. It's like which is to be announced in Bob's world, like the to be T B D to be determined. But
1: I think he puts that on there just for us to say, mm, No, this light's not going there. <laughs> He's like, Oh yeah. Like I wasn't really gonna use it anyway. We tried, we tried. Yeah.
0: But there's a bunch of other lights we have in our inventory too. We do use uh, moving lights quite a bit. We have some Chauvet um, MK2s, which are Maverick MK2s. Profiles. Yep. And they're the profiles, which just means that they have automatic shutters that close. They, it does everything an ellipsoidal does, but it moves itself yep. around to point it to wherever we tell it to go. And it has a bunch of gobos and all sorts of stuff built into it. So we don't have to put things in frames ever. It's just always in frames. It's always ready. It's always there. And you don't even have to go up in a lift to point it. No. Nope. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Slow clap for whoever invented and developed moving lights.
1: This episode is brought to you by moving lights. Thanks to whoever invented moving lights. Cause now we can be lazy bums and do next to no work whatsoever. The future. Yes. Those lights are really cool, though. You can do so many different things with those.
0: Yeah, we'd we'd like to try to get you guys an opportunity to be able to actually control these things at some point if we can. But I don't know what COVID has in its mind for you guys, but obviously it's driving the car these days.
1: Yep. Don't want that COVID.
0: We love COVID. (laughs) Should just embrace it. But with that being said, I would like to let you prodprax know we definitely um, will be doing the October 17th and 18th dates um, uh, after their pending approval through the process that we need to take that through for the school. And uh, for sure, the company ensemble dates, which would be that, I believe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or maybe Monday through Thursday, I can't remember exactly. But we'll get that info out to you uh, as soon as we have it. And uh, anyone that has any kind of conflicts or anything for any of those dates, please let me know ASAP and they need to be legitimate conflicts like other academic classes. Um, If you do have other things, uh, please run it my way and we'll take it on a case by case. Hmm. But this is going to be a short and sweet podcast. Uh, those two instruments are big things that we will handle quite a bit of, especially if we're allowed to do uh, some
1: more performances here. Well, especially on these upcoming, this upcoming one, it's all going to be pars.
0: Yeah, yep. And that'll be exciting, but they'll all be LED at least, so there's no gels, yeah. no nothing. Not it all does hard. it itself. Yep. Next week's episode will feature another special guest along with John Pryor, by popular demand. Until next time, on Triple P.